You're listening to Rock, Pop, and Roll. It's Rock, Pop, and Roll. Welcome to it. I'm Rob. Recording live to digital and uncut. It's the uncut show today. It's me talking. We're going to play the tunes live off Spotify. Uh, let this thing roll. Let it happen. Uh, minimal edits. Would love to do no edits to this thing. Just let this roll and it be raw and what it is. And 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 uh, and there you go. Hey, I think we. I believe we were at episode forty. The big four. Oh, thank you very much. We've made it. Thanks for hanging with us. Thanks for downloading us. Thanks for telling your friends about rock, pop, and roll. Uh, much appreciated. Let's roll, right? So what we're talking about today is the band. Do you remember the band Scandal? We're doing a little bit of a deep dive into the magic. Burned kind of brightly and then went away, but not really. Remember that first first single? Patty Smythe had that great Linda Ronstadt, Pat Benatar thing going. Got good memories of hearing Scandal on the radio. So they had an EP out of five songs. That was the first thing we heard from them. Late 1982. Some Cars-ish, Cars-esque sound to it. But I, I remember Scandal and thinking, man, I really liked him. And it was the, the dawn of the, of the video age. And uh, Patti Smythe and the band looked good on video. They had a, they had a, their first video, I think, had John Bon Jovi in a playing guitar. Yeah, miming playing guitar. I think it was in, in Goodbye to You. They, they did two versions of, of that video. But Pat Benatar was coming towards the end of her big early run, 79, 80, 81, 82. She was going to have a live album out, but Pat Benatar was hot at the time. Scandal had that vibe. But a little more new wave-ish sound. Rock and roll new wave. Pat Benatar with a little more bounce, maybe. But this was September of 82 when this EP came out. We're going to go through the through it, take a listen to some of it. Also dig into just a little bit of what Patty Smythe did and has done and has recently done. And it's going to be fun. Scandal. I first heard that uh, on the radio at the top 10 in September of 1982. I look back at it. Jack and Diane, John Cougar was number one, John Mellencamp. Also in the top 10 in September, the last week of September of 1982, Jackson Brown, uh, Michael McDonald, Men at Work, uh, Asia. America was having their early 80s brief comeback when they, they were at number five with You Can Do Magic. Gypsy from Fleetwood Mac had just crashed into the top 10. Flock of Seagulls was in the top 20. So that was what was on the radio when that when that first single, when uh, when when Goodbye to You was uh, well, not really going up the charts because it only got up to number 65. But it was good. Now, 
I just love, I love and I love Patty Smythe's voice. The second song, Love Has Got a Line on You, uh, then they had The Warrior and a couple of singles, and that was all. Scandal had one other album, became known as Patty Smythe and Scandal, which is the beginning of an end for a band when the lead singer, who's not already out front with her his or her name, gets out front. I think that starts the uh, downward plunge of that band, usually. I mean, the E Street Band was not the E Street Band. It was Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Not the Heartbreakers. It was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, although it was Mud Crutch, and then they became Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. This was going to begin uh, Scandal being Patty Smythe and Scandal or Scandal featuring Patty Smythe. Whatever. I saw, I, I, anyway, I, I've got good memories of, this, of the, this EP, I thought. But then I got into it and I'm like, I don't know that I've ever listened to this thing all the way through. But I didn't buy the I didn't buy the vinyl, didn't have it on cassette. Two songs were played on the radio, Goodbye to You, and then the second single was Love Has Got a Line on You. Which was equally good. Went to number 59 on the Hot 100. Bit of a mid-tempo, great early 80s production, though. Great chorus. Love the chorus. Makes you move your hips, move your head. The production sound, kind of like Rick Springfield was doing in the early 80s. You hear the vocals, got some keyboards, the guitars ring out. Was Keith Olsen involved at this? Don't know. Not quite as thrilling as the first single, but a great chorus. great voice right so we're listening to the ep of scandal rock pop and roll a uh, as we uh, blow through some of these songs that you may or may not have heard this was the third single win some lose some written by brian adams jim valance and paul dean of loverboy guitar player for loverboy wrote this win some lose some Brian Adams did this song on his debut album. Patty Smythe sounded a lot like that. You think I can find that? Let me see if I can find the uh, Brian Adams version for you. Adams. Just fly away. 
Cowbell. Brian Adams' early albums are uh, underrated. Not fully fleshed out yet, but he's got some Cars influence in there as well, doesn't he? This is from his from Brian Adams, 1980, his, his debut album. Uh, yeah, this was the this is Brian Adams from that album. This was his, the first first song, side one, hiding from love. Yeah, late 70s. New wavish keyboard. Hey, I mean, he's on his way to figuring it out, figuring out the 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 <laughs> figuring out what the uh, what the key to success is. Scandal. That's who we're looking at today. Who we're listening to today. So that was the third single. Didn't do anything. What else was on that uh, first EP, Rob? Uh, well, the, the fourth song, She Can't Say No. Nothing, really, for me. Because really, the first two songs, uh, Goodbye to You and Love's Got a Line on You, those obviously the best on here. The other stuff was a little bit of throwaway. See if I can find a chorus. Yeah. Just kind of just lazy. It doesn't do much for me. Uh, the the fifth song on uh, on the EP reminds me of a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of Lita Ford um, pop. Metal, maybe. Another bad love was the was the title of it. It's like Scandal was throwing five different ideas of their sound to see what would stick, which maybe that's the idea of an EP. Do you hear it? Do you hear the 80s metal in that? Do you hear Lita Ford singing that maybe? So there you go. Those are the five songs off of off of that EP. Are you gonna sing? Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was your EP. That was scandal. So that was. So then after that, what happened? Well, in 1984, the Warrior album happened. Is 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 what happened? And um, bang bang, shooting down the walls of heartache. Right? Stereo jungle jive. The Warrior music's hooky. Uh, bit of a. I don't know. I listened and I wrote down in my notes. I said that's a bit of Jefferson Starship in a way. Before they became just the Starship and were a lot more rocking. Uh, but I don't know that that's fair. If I look back on that, uh, there's enough of a reminder of the singles from that EP in the warrior to make you say, eh, that's good stuff. Good cheese. Good. 
<laughs> a little too polished. They sound like a band that that, that you, it's a good thing in the eighties. In the eighties, there was a lot of music that sound like sounded like it was made by a band and not just one or two in the studio. Uh, Huey Lewis in the news, Tommy Two Tone, Rick Springfield, Sammy Hagar before he joined Van Halen, stuff like that. It sounded just sounded like they were rocking in the studio. Right. Huey Lewis in the news. I don't know how many overdubs were in all this stuff, but it just sounded live enough. It sounded like there were mistakes in in, in the mix or pieces that you're like, yeah, that's odd. Um, the Warrior had more songs in the radio. None of them were big hits as none of as big as The Warrior. And so I asked myself this whole time, you know, how did I get through the 80s into today without hearing that scandal EP? Um, I don't know that I had heard the uh warrior album either the warrior was the uh, big song from that album it was top 10 it went to number seven on the hot 100 it was number one on rock radio. Video was everywhere. Patty Smythe with face paint. But, I, but it sounded good. It had great production. 80s drums. Guitars on both, in both ears, both speakers. So that was uh, 84. Everybody heard that. June of 84. It went up the chart. The second single came out in um, October of 1984 and didn't do nearly as well. Song called Hands Tied. Kind of reminds me of uh, Madonna's Crazy for You. Dreams 1980s, doesn't it? Is there a chorus in here somewhere? Can I let me let me look up quickly where what Hands Tied did went to number 41 on the Hot 100. Which is the same spot that the follow-up single uh, scaled to. A little more recollection of this one. Beat of a Heart. January of 85. From that second album. Patty Smythe and Scandal. The beat of the drums, it's like the drums of the hook. Or a Patty Smythe purring beat of a heart. And maybe that's your hook, baby. So sweet on the Let's see if we can hear her see. Do the, do the hook. Sometimes. 
think she does it at the end of a chorus. There you go. <laughs> the drums, boom, 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 into her beat of a heart. There it is. Uh, uh, those were the singles. There was a song on that album uh, that was later done later done by Journey. They wrote the song and then they put it put it out again. Do I have this on here? I thought I pulled that. I not pulled that all. I bet I can find it though. Hear me hear me typing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 here it is. So this was a single off of uh, Warrior that you might know better as a single from uh, from Journey. Only the Young was written by Journey. Journey version was on the Vision Quest soundtrack. Scandal put it on this album. Journey re-recorded it in, uh, in 85. We're going to use it on Frontiers originally. This sounds just like the Journey version to me. Yeah, so that's on that Warrior album. Did you know that? Uh, so was All I Want, which is a little pop throwback. A little pop jam throwback to that EP sound. I like this one. It just doesn't have the magic of that EP, but that's uh, that's enjoy. I like I like the sound of it. Well, sassy, well, spunky. That's what we liked about Scandal was the sass and the spunk, just the attitude, a pop rock attitude. Rock, pop, and roll as we're rolling through the career of Scandal in 30 minutes or so, live to tape. Thank you for listening. Live to digital. We don't do tape anymore, do we? Uh, the song Talk to Me was on this, a solid 80s pop rock. The Go-Go's would have would have loved to have had, uh, had the song Talk to Me. So cool. Little 60s girl group, big chorus, guilty pleasure. Power, power-ish, ballad-ish. Say what you want. Patty Smythe has one of the great rock voices of, uh, you know, the 70s, 80s, 90s, into whenever you want to take it to. Uh, but the band, the band didn't hang around. That was it. This album and, uh, and that EP. And then Patty Smythe went solo in 1987. And she had uh, a, a couple of singles on that. Hang on. She had a uh, a couple of singles 
or on her uh, Never Enough album. The first of these two, Never Enough, the title track uh, on that, the band The Hooters, Rob Hyman and Eric Bazilian's former band, uh, Baby Grand, had recorded uh, Never Enough 2. Smythe said that, ironically, this first solo album was never supposed to be a solo record. She says it was meant to be a record with scandal, but it wasn't. Never Enough went to number uh, 61 on the pop charts, number four on the rock track charts. Downtown Train was a was a number 95, just scraped into the Hot 100. Isn't it enough? Did not chart, but was 26 on the rock charts. And, and actually, isn't it enough? The one I like. Uh, the two guys from the Hooters, including their producer, Rick Chardoff, who also worked with Cindy Lauper on She's So Unusual, they all had a big part in making this album with Smythe. Uh, Chardoff, one of the, with Cindy Lauper, Rob Hyman and Eric Bazilian also worked on that Cindy Lauper debut album. Anton Figg from uh, David Letterman's Late Show Band played drums here. On this song, the great Tommy Conwell from Tommy Conwell and the Young Rumblers fame has a guitar solo. Um, on this is a great version of this song on, done on the Letterman show. Rock and roll sass and Ronstadt ask pipes. Isn't it enough? Take a, Just turn it up for a minute. Robert Christow, the the uh, guy who famous for writing reviews, said the songcraft, in his words, is manufactured Springsteen. Yet uh, something just slightly bruised in Smythe's big voice recalls the pop axiom that manufacturing and integrity are not mutually exclusive. J.D. Cosadine, the uh, writer, used to write for the Baltimore newspapers and also uh, music magazines says if you ever wondered what eddie money would have sounded like if she was if he was a girl <laughs> patty Smythe. uh true funny unfair i don't know i like that album see if you can find that letterman uh, gig just jamming it was it's really it's really really good uh she had a 1992 let's see is there something else off of here we wanted to play Yeah, there is. Heartache Heard Around the World from the debut album. Yeah, I like that one. That's why I wanted to play it, because I like the sound of that. I wrote that down for a reason. Uh, she had a self-titled album in 1992 that was produced by Roy Bitten, uh, the keyboard piano player for the uh, for the E Street Band. He overproduced it, quite honestly. If you remember Springsteen's albums Human Touch and Lucky Town in 1992, that's the drum sound that was heard on that Springsteen album, and that is what uh, Patti Smythe got with Roy Bitten in, involved in uh, in the production. 
She had a, a hit single with Don Henley, Sometimes Love Ain't Enough, though. Do you remember? How high did that go on the charts, you ask? I don't know. I've got to look that one up. But as I look it up on the countdown, we listen to an artist who dragged in an eagle, found herself a hit. Patty Smythe. Just to have somebody by my side And I don't want to hate you I don't want to take you But I don't want to be the one to cry uh, It went to number two I knew it was a big hit I mean, you, you can't really refuse it That leather and lace kind of thing Spent six weeks at number two. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You remember it now, don't you? I'll take you to the chorus. We'll go to the chorus together. I'm Casey Kasem. So there you, there you go. That was the big hit. That was a big solo hit for Patti Smythe. Uh, she also had another top 40 hit off of off of that album called No Mistakes. An uncredited Don Henley harmony vocal. Don, I hear Don in the background. So there you go. We're looking. That's it. That's about it. Uh, Patty has had a. Uh, she released a, an album recently, 2020, called "It's About Time." It's out in tours occasionally. She's married to John McEnroe. Lives in New York City. Ah, Patty Smythe and Scandal. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Taking a, not even a really a deep dive, but as deep as you can dive into two albums. Thanks for listening to Rock, Pop, and Roll. I got more for you, though. Got a couple songs and uh, one last fact. So hang on. She did a version of this. Everybody does a version of this. Any any uh, self-respecting Heartland rocker, Bob Seeker, Rod Stewart. I'm shining like a new dime. Because it's a great song, Tom Waits wrote it. With all those Brooklyn girls, they try so hard to break out of their little worlds. You wave your hands and they scatter like crows. Rock, pop, and roll the podcast. Tell your friends. Look us up online, rockpopandroll.com. We're right there. We've got all the old episodes, all the recent episodes everything it's the clearinghouse go 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 visit walk around a little bit plug some headphones in listen to some stuff thanks Can't you hear me now? let's hear her sing the chorus Will I see you tonight? 
This is off that It's About Time album from 2020. Downtown Train. Did I say Downbound Train earlier? That's a Springsteen song off Born in the USA. Hey, thanks for listening to Rock, Pop, and Roll. Subscribe to Rock, Pop, and Roll wherever you get your podcast. And find all the episodes at rockpopandroll.com. Uh, I got one last fact for you. You remember I uh, told you the produ- some of the production that was uh, some of the guys that helped out with the production of her first solo album, the guys from the Hooters, Eric and Rob and Rob Chertoff, the producer who worked with Cindy Lauper. Uh, time After Time was, a, was a, written by the Hooters. Did you know that? They do a version of it. Have you heard it? Well, you should go look for it. Go look up the Hooters online. You'll find it. This is that version. A little, little taste of it before we get out of here. Hooters. I saw the Hooters open for Brian Adams in 1987, downtown Detroit at Joe Louis Arena, and the Hooters, solid. Brian Adams was on the tour, uh, not the Reckless tour, but the album Into the Fire, the album that came after that, um, and he was good too. And I've seen Brian Adams subsequently, and he's he's been good every time. Uh, but the Hooters that night, I still like the Hooters. They'll get out and play. Uh, they were on Live Aid. Remember, they were the first band on the Philadelphia stage. Is that right? The Hooters. Um, they were just in Indianapolis. They were on a little package tour and, and it came to me with Rick Springfield and Paul Young and maybe Tommy Two-Tone on that, on that bill. Anyway, I saw some video on the Hooters. <laughs> Solid. This is rock, pop, and roll. Uh, can we can we get out of here with something? Uh, I'm sure we can. Let's uh, let's do this. Let's go to uh, let's go to a little live. Patty Smythe and Scandal. Thanks for uh, tuning this way as we uh, remembered the greatness, short greatness of Scandal. Patty Smythe and that pop rock new wave, our pop stuff that they made. Thanks. Take care of each other. Be good to each other and we'll we'll talk next time, right? See you.
You're listening to Rock Pop and Roll.